Oh, what is up, guys, and welcome to the Meeple Minded Podcast, the podcast where we talk all things tabletop gaming. My name is Jason. And I'm James. And joining us today in the Meeple Minded studio, actually in the studio, James, which is awesome, mm-hmm. we have two guys who are freshly back from their gallivanting trip to the land of Bratverse and the spiritual home of Eurogames. Of course, I'm talking about Germany and more importantly, the world's largest tabletop gaming convention that is Spiel at Essen. First off, we have Wayne from the Board Stupid Podcast. How are you doing, Wayne? Uh, good Abend, Jason, forget it. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Yeah, I'm all right. Thanks very much. <laughs> Had to expect that. Okay. That's the extent of my German. Uh, but no, it, we had a cracking time. I'm just about recovered. We were chatting just before we went live on the on the gramophony recordy. Oh, yeah. And uh, I spent all of Monday just trying to process <laughs> the event. But yeah, we, we made it. But yeah, thank you for welcoming me on the show. Definitely, definitely. And, and I'm glad to see that we gave you a day to rest before I pounced on you. Right, you're, you're, like, you're coming on and talking. Tomsett, get on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we, we have Mr. Wayne Tomsett. He is here, but we also have the Ant-Man himself from the MTVB podcast. How are you doing, Ant? Wunderbar, sir. How are you? There's too much German going on. <laughs> Considering I got a B in German and I'm not recognising any of this. Yeah, only just all, about- all you did is recite Ramstein lyrics. Why? <laughs> <laughs> we were doing that. <laughs> du hast. Exactly. Du hast nicht. <laughs> du hast mich gefragt. <laughs> Oh dear. Oh uh, yes. Gotta no, love it. We can say goodbye to all of your German listeners now. <laughs> well, I, I think to be honest, because we're going to be talking about Spiel, you know, because unfortunately myself and James weren't able to go, mm. um, and of course we haven't brought you on here out of spite or vengefulness that we didn't get to go and that you guys did. <laughs> no, family friendly not show. We can't actually say what's on my mind, but you know. <laughs> But yeah, I think you're gonna probably going to wax lyrical about it, so we'll get those German listeners back. Yeah, fair play, mate. Yeah, as long as you let me out of your house and don't cook me in a pie <laughs> <laughs> out of revenge, we're all good. It's, it's tempting. It's it tempting. is tempting. But... Or, you know, turn me into schnitzel will be something more appropriate. Oh, right? yes. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. See, so, you now I'm a huge fan of Bratwurst, man. I just, the, the food of Germany. We ate mostly sausages. Yeah, I actually got my Bratwurst on oh, Sunday. Yeah, so. you did. Yeah, it was very nice. Yeah, yeah. It was good. Starting the day with a good, healthy portion of sausage. Yeah. Never we did. Oh, yes, that's right. Yeah, no, every morning. You every go. morning. Yes, it is, yeah. Never goes wrong, mate. Sausage in the morning. Like, <laughs> just stick it in your mouth and enjoy it. That's it. That, Family uh, show. Well, I, I mean, we were going to ask you for some, uh, for some recommendations to listeners out there who want, might want to go to Spiel next year, but I think we've now got the number one advice right there from Wayne. Stick a sausage in your mouth every morning. Every morning. Every morning. And you'll be happier. <laughs> Someone will be. <laughs> so, James, I mean, I'm really not bothered that they got to go to Germany. I wasn't totally annoyed, depressed, and, and all sorts while they were putting up lots of pictures and videos. Oh, yeah, I, I was completely indifferent and was not cursing them in any way, shape, or form. Absolutely not. I'm not going to apologise to you. I don't know what you expect. <laughs> we don't expect an apology. However, because we weren't able to be there, I had to call upon your wisdom to talk to our lovely listeners about your experiences at Essen. Mm. And more importantly, give our, our own James some advice, because he is going to be doing cons next year for the first time. Mm-hmm. Yep. So uh, we might well delve into your wisdom for that as well. I don't, I, I don't know why. You're going to make me work, both of them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to crack the whip. Make sure you take yeah, your whip, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the minded <people-minded> whip. 
If it makes you feel any better, Jason, I bought you a present from Spiel. Oh, did you now? Yes. One that you could only get there and to make you feel better about not going. So uh, we saw the Dice Tower and I saw this and I thought of you. <laughs> and we have exclusive promo cards for Dynogenics. Oh. Signed by Tom Vassell with oh. uh, Tom Vassell riding a Triceratops. Oh, that's dude, for you, dude. That's absolutely awesome. Thank you so much. I did not expect that at all. Well, really my pleasure. Tom Vassell riding a, <laughs> riding a Triceratops. <laughs> signed by the man himself on sunday uh yeah so if it makes you feel any better there's that for you dude you are indeed a legend thank you so much that's 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 awesome my pleasure really dude is. yeah I, I need to play dynogenics again now <laughs> not that i need an excuse he, he showed that to me on sunday i was like he's gonna flip over that he's gonna I absolutely am. love that yeah oh, i saw it and i went jason i want that oh uh, I, I bought that I, I, I would genuinely, I will give you a hug afterwards because it doesn't work well on audio. Oh, no, no. <laughs> but explain to the viewer, to the listeners at least, uh, yeah, just some promo cards, but I could only get at that place and uh, thought you'd like them. Oh, mate, I, I, I can't, I need to watch my language here. <laughs> but <laughs> I absolutely love that. Thank you so, so much. And yeah, signed as well. Pleasure. I don't even know if I can put that in the game. That, that might have to, I was going to say, just, are you gonna just, just stay sealed. Double bag it, mate. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, <laughs> I wonder which card's coming out. <laughs> yeah. I guess so. The, de- the deck is toppling at that particular bit. I yeah, don't know yeah, why, yeah. but yeah. No, that is awesome. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Oh, yeah. No, it's no. almost worth having me over now. It is. It <laughs> is. All, all of that abuse I was taking before we went live, and, and that has made it all worth it. Good. Thank you so much. <laughs> Pleasure. <laughs> See, look at that, James. They were even thinking of me while they were on their holidays in You should have been there, man. That's Next great, year, yeah. though, oh, you're coming yeah. along. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I've you, already made... You had to sell Donny Jenks to me. You could have come. Yeah, well, then I would've, <laughs> it would have been pointless. Then that would have been mine, then. <laughs> yes. But, yeah. So, Wayne, we'll, we'll ask you a couple of questions first. This is not your first uh, expo. Obviously, nope. that was the UKGE for earlier on in this year. Yep. So, by comparison, how was it at? spiel compared to our biggest one here in the uk well an immediate sense of scale uh, that i can give you for anyone that's been to ukge it's about at least three or four times the size Mm. i mean it is freaking enormous i mean if you've been to ukge and you've been to the big nec in birmingham think about the biggest conference hall the biggest expo hall it's seven of those it's enormous so the first thing that hit me was the scale of the event the second thing that hit me was just the density of people it like at ukg you could sort of stroll around and mm-hmm. do your own thing for the most part regardless of the day yes some days were busier than others but it wasn't really a there wasn't really a point where you felt oh, god dang it i'm being crushed yeah here. uh but at spiel especially on the saturday and in hall three specifically getting from one side to the other was arduous it yeah. was it was Germany has the slowest walkers ever. <laughs> Good God. The amount of times I was behind people and they were just either stopping or just like not realizing people were behind them. I was like, Good God. I, I knew it was on the verge of moving them aside, you know. Absolutely. Getting annoying. The other thing that really struck me was UKG is great for retailers and especially being English, you're going to get all of your stuff probably from retailers because they'll have the best prices, um, if not direct from the publisher. But at um, Spiel, obviously, that's less relevant for English people because a lot of the retailers are German. Naturally of course, so, yeah, of course. Yeah. There are some international retailers there, but they are fewer in number 
And even the German retailers sometimes will do English editions of games or games that only have an English language edition. But for the most part at Spiel, you'll be buying your games direct from the publisher who will offer the English and German language of, of the games. Yeah. So that was another big difference, is your buying options are somewhat more limited, surprisingly, for a seven-hall mm. event, but it's due to the nature of it being in Germany, of which course. is fine. Yeah. And I suppose the third thing that struck out to me compared to UKGE was just, UKGE is a great celebration of games, and you, it's a celebration of, of British gaming, I guess, um, but Essen is the mecca. Yeah. That is, the, it's the number one event, it's bigger than Gen Con, it's bigger than anything else, and just how many games release dates revolve around Spiel was amazing. Yes. Just yeah, it was so, something like 500 odd games that were coming out in, in English, English. Yeah, it was a, at, the, at the event. And then it was something like a thousand odd. Well, in, uh, well, over, well over 1,500 by the time mm. the event started in different languages. But yeah, well, some for five to 600 in English uh, new releases available on that weekend. It was wild. So. Just immediate immediate thoughts, comparison from UKG to Spiel, those three things, really. Nice, nice. Now, Ant, Hello. totally different ballpark, really, to Wayne on this one, because this is your first tabletop gaming con, I believe. Yeah, absolutely. And yet you've gone headfirst, in at the deep end, mm. at the biggest one there is in the world. How was it for you? Was it up to the expectations? Considering you've had the likes of me and Wayne banging on about how amazing UK Games Expo is, and but how was it at Spiel? Was it above or below your expectations? Um, I have to say, as Simon would say it, overwhelming isn't the word. Whelming. <laughs> Whelming. <laughs> my expectations were, it, it met them completely it was just oh how do i i can't put it into words really it's just it was everything i expected yeah but just bigger <laughs> just because i've been to cons in my life not not obviously uh gaming cons but i've been to comic cons i've been to the granddaddy Mall in san diego the sheer size of this place yeah you know you have to have a weekend there regardless. yes you can't do it in a day full stop we we spent all day what eight hours just walking in two around halls. in two halls like you got another Five halls. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, how do you do it? <laughs> you can't do a day there. It's not possible. So, yeah, I, yeah, it was amazing. I think we all had our own different expectations. And I think Ant was fairly well briefed mm. before we went. Because we had a little preview and we That's talked right. about the scope and the scale. So you, I suppose you already had a picture of what the event might be before we even went, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it was just trying to take it all in and just so glad we had a whole weekend there. Yeah. yeah. I would have been super pissed if we just had the one day there and be like... <laughs> Two out of six holes, that's not good. (laughs) Unless you're like someone who's dedicated and knows what they want, I'm going to go here, 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 there, done, then it's fine. But the fact to just take it all in, can't do it in a day. No way. Fair enough. So it's it's obviously an event that runs, because Spiel runs Thursday through to Sunday, doesn't it? Whereas Games Expo in the UK is Friday through to the Sunday. Mm, That's right. And you were there on the Friday, Saturday and Sunday? Yeah, we actually arrived on the Thursday. We could have done the Thursday event, um, but we kind of arrived rough halfway through the day right so we're sort of debating whether we should go in retrospect maybe we should have but you don't know until you know um but yeah we were there from the thursday to the sunday but our actual paying days were friday saturday and sunday and they were all jam-packed i mean Mm. there is no way you can be bored really there's always something to look at yeah there's always something to see and definitely there's always something to play yeah nice were you were you part of the massive like group of people waiting to go in before they open the doors and then yeah for the most people part doing marathon sprints across the well what's interesting is as you go to approach the mess mess at essen the conference center where everything is there yeah. you've got folks directing you down to the different exits 
exits because the exits fill up really quickly. So, so the exits, the entrances, the different entrances, all the entrances fill up quickly. So if you want to say enter at hall six because you know a certain game publisher is going to be in hall six and you want to be first in the queue, well, sometimes you're sort of, you know, right out of luck. Because if you're a little bit late getting over the bridge to get to the conference center, they'll just send you down to the next available entrance, sure. and then you know you won't you won't get to that publisher yeah, in time. Yeah. And then if that one fills up, they send you further down, and then they send you further down until they get to the last one, which is the very very entrance of the conference center, which takes you through Hall Seven, I think it was, right, yeah. which is basically just a zombie apocalypse style holding hall <laughs> of just thousands of people waiting for the shutters to come up under yeah. the different you know sort of shutters in, into this giant conference and uh yeah so we were in in it pretty much the entirety of the weekends mostly also because we had to drive there early park up um find the parking space which was actually surprisingly easy. This, this was the thing, because like I said, I've been to previous cons and I've had issues with parking, queuing. With this place, it was such a breeze. It was a breeze, yeah. We found a space, no issues every day. Yep. When we got there, there wasn't people pushing, hoarding anyone. Nope. You got in a queue, well spread out. Yeah. You can even have your own space for filming like you guys did with your podcast and stuff. Yeah. And it was just, you know, no issues with entrance whatsoever or exit. No. You know. Really, really easy to do. So, yeah, we were in that sort of throng of folks, but it wasn't for anything more than sort of 20 minutes. And it's actually really orderly. And once you get in there, it's you just do your thing. Mm-hmm. The only time you really felt sort of jostled around was like in the middle of the day, in the thick of it, and you're trying to get to a very popular stand or publisher or game. But, yeah. So being there for the three days, what would you say your high- standout moments from the Friday were? Ooh. The standout moments for the first day were, I think, the first standout thing was shock and awe. Just, you know, this, yeah, just this thing is is freaking huge. Yeah. And I think we spent a lot of Friday shopping. I think, yeah, it, that day was shopping day. So basically, when we got there on the Thursday, we were getting emails and notifications that certain tiles had been sold out straight away. Yeah. Straight away, yeah. What sort of peed me off, because basically on the Thursday, you had all the YouTubers, all the media people that worked in media were allowed to have their copies of certain of course, titles. Yeah, yeah. So when certain things were sold out, we were like really getting aggravated about this. We felt yeah. this was a bit unfair, you know, considering how lots of these companies are meant to have these massive titles only mm. put certain amounts. And then they said Friday and Saturday would only be less than 25 or so copies so there's no yeah. chance on here you get yeah a lot of companies so, have problems getting stuff in there sorry Ann. no sorry, sorry so my standout moment for friday was actually getting a copy of what i wanted there was there was one specific game i wanted along with uh wayne yep and i think for both of us that was our standout moment for friday was just to get that that was the first thing we did wasn't it yes run to that stand and just go go get it then yeah, we can exactly. just relax the rest of whatever we wanted. Yeah, we had a that. we had a number one item on the agenda to buy, and and when when it grabbed those, and at the same time, I went and ran to the dice tower stand because that was another highlight. Is uh, we I got to meet Tom Vassell and the team and all of that. Uh, yeah, for, for those folks, you may know them. And uh, I queued up to get we queued up to get tickets into their event. The show, the, on, the, the, yeah, they had a little show. show on the Friday afternoon, which was a limited ticketed event that you had to queue up for. So. I went to the Dice Tower stand and went to the uh, CG stand to get the games and I got the tickets successfully. Uh, so that's absolutely a highlight was meeting the Dice Tower crew, getting those tickets, getting those games and getting our shopping done for sure. But yeah. nice. Well, we are. I have actually got a question later on based on your, your purchases. So we, we'll, we'll save that. We'll save that. We'll save that. We'll save that. Right. Build, up, build up the in- anticipation to find out yeah. what you guys actually yeah. bought here. But. I don't know if you've got a question about availability, but it was quite surprising that how many 
I suppose it would be American publishers. I'm not sure, but quite a few publishers had problems just getting stock in. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I mean, I wasn't going to talk about availability per se, but you know, looking into things today, there was there seemed to be a lot of publishers that really struggled either getting product through into the country or clear customs in time. I know. Yep. Um, there was, I, there I was, was it wasn't just one. There was a couple, but some actually managed to get it through for the Saturday. Yeah, so it wasn't yeah, yeah. too bad. But if you wanted a specific game, then it would have been an yeah. issue. Yeah, yeah, would have been a problem. If you if you came there on one day for one game and you couldn't get it dang you'd be annoyed and this is the issue because we bumped into people that came from all the way from Australia could yeah. you imagine doing that and then yeah. going ah it was sold out sorry guys Yeah, yeah. such a bummer man it's yeah. just yeah that would suck yeah. suck real bad you, you gotta kind of feel sorry for a, a, a lot of the publishers as well like that, yeah. that it hasn't managed to, to work out because now they're gonna have to ship all of those games back lost out a lot of money know, it's a lot of money there's yeah. a lot of money that they will have lost out on absolutely and of course one or two games regardless of the amount of stock just freaking went because they were so popular Mm. they just people wanted those games and they were the thing it Mm. it feels like every year there's like a thing that's the popular thing and those games went which we'll talk about in a bit sure Sure. so that's obviously your your personal highlights for friday what about saturday the the quote-unquote busiest day of the (laughs) spiel yeah the saturday highlights okay um we, me and the board stupid team, we got and and actually uh, got to talk to a few uh, publishers. So Saturday was kind of a little bit of an interview day. We got to speak to Portal Games, and that was great. And we'll have loads of news on that. We saw well, a personal highlight for me was we saw a super secret project that we can't talk about yet. Yes. But that was great being part of that and seeing a little bit of sort of insider media industry stuff, which was really cool and something I didn't expect to happen. Um, but Saturday, another big highlight for me was the Rebellion Unplugged stand then. Oh, yeah, When okay. we got to play um, Joyride. Joyride. Yeah. Joyride. You, you'll love that, dude. Nice. Honestly. This is a game that's not, it's not out yet. This We played a prototype of it. Yes. And yeah. Rebellion Unplugged are the folks that did the Sniper Elite board game and the recently released Judge Dread game. Uh, board stupid broke the news about that about five months ago <laughs> um and then we got to, yeah, thank, you. thank you and then yeah we got to play joyride their newest one and it's freaking blast it's nice. great it's like destruction derby it's mad meets max, meets mario, mario, kart. max yeah. meets mario kart it was great fun yeah really great fun that was my personal highlight and speaking to those those guys too yeah yeah, yeah yeah how about you Ant? about the same uh i've got two for saturday so basically mm. the first one was meeting celebrities so oh, first yeah, off yeah. i got to meet a few youtubers uh lincoln and nikki from board game geek yep really nice guys those guys uh have made me buy so many board games in my hobby time with this uh they got me into doing imperium they got me into marvel united so to actually stand and talk with them there was really nice people to like you know thank you know thanks for this, your, your support and you know Mm-hmm. was happy to have a photo but we managed to have a photo with the a monopoly stand behind us <laughs> so lincoln's actually going boo in the photo <laughs> yeah. so that was really good uh obviously uh we got to meet a couple of guys from dice tower um i got to meet z which i wanted to do there was no rodney smith so i was a bit gutted yeah, by that maybe Aww. next time uh i was looking for um monique and david i couldn't find them for love nor money yeah um but then I also got to meet the creators of Lost Rooms of Arnak, which is one of my favorite games of all time. Yeah. That was nice to see them get this signed, get my copy signed. I I bought the expansion out there, which was the, like the last copy I could find anywhere. So that was good to, do, to talk to them for a little bit as well. But my second favorite day 
and I had to thank Wayne for this because he didn't have to come with me, but he did, was to play the upcoming season three <sighs> of Cthulhu Death May Die. Oh, yeah. So I, I had a feeling because I'd heard that that was, uh, that was coming and then I think it was officially announced that it was going to be The day spill, before I Spill. Like, I <laughs> yeah. know at least one thing that all these guys are going to be doing while they're out there. Yeah. Well, so the other two weren't too bothered, but Wayne really wanted to get, he played the game a while ago, but wanted to get back into it. And we were playing with this random dude as well. I need to find out it was the guy who produced the game in the end. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> didn't even know that at all. <laughs> <laughs> Did not even know it, but it was so, it was a good round. It was quite intense. Your dice rolling, dude, <laughs> it was really good. It was amazing. I, was, I rolled some ridiculous one health, dice. and he rolled some ridiculous hits. Is that real? Yeah, it was. That, that was to be fair. I almost completely forgot, but that was a great highlight playing with Guillermo, who is the producer of <laughs> yeah. season Such three. A nice guy as well. Lovely guy, yeah. and he was teaching everyone, and he, he was awesome. And uh, yeah, that was an absolute blast. Mm. Really, really good. Uh, one more as well for the Saturday was um, we actually demoed, even though he'd already bought it. We demoed Heat. Yes, and heat. that was for Saturday. Yes, yeah, 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 right, yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll come to that later. But we demoed that, and it was yeah, freaking good. We literally saw Re- an open table and run, yeah, run, <laughs> go get it. And that thing sold us. That was like hotcakes. It sold yeah. out. Sold out day one. Got new stock in. That sold out as well. Yeah. I heard that that was one of the the hottest tickets. That, uh, yeah, because yeah, I went to go get it. and It sold out, and that's yeah. when they released customs and released it. And I went uh, literally Friday afternoon, wasn't it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so I went and grabbed a, a copy when I could. That's uh, that's Days of Wonder, isn't it? That's which, Days of Wonder, which ultimately does show you that even the big boys get yeah. get stuck with this kind of stuff. Mm. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Know, just because they're a huge company doesn't mean they're going to get it in the in the country in time. Yeah, yeah exactly. No one is immune from sort of customs and import mm-hmm. BS, and so and they were caught with it as well. So. Yeah. But heat is amazing, and I'm kind of. If I'd have bought it, I would have immediately had to sort of sell Downforce probably because it does similar things, but probably does them better. I think it's very good. Well, okay, it's a more com- interesting. It's a more complex game than Downforce, though. To be fair, so I think they they occupy different spaces. Yeah, but I really enjoyed heat. Yeah. I'm looking forward to trying that. I must yeah. be honest. That was one of the ones that stuck out to me in the pictures that you put up out mm. of your oh, the horde. your gaming <laughs> hall. And I was like, right, I can see multiple yeah. games here that I want to play, mm. but that one was sort of play me. Yes. Play me now. Yes. Play me. Play, play me. me now, Jason. <laughs> just, just one more thing. When I met the uh, the guys of uh, Lost Means One, they showed us there was going to be another expansion. Didn't That's they? right. So, in, oh, exclusive. They couldn't oh, yeah. talk about it. All I could say was when it was coming out, wasn't it? It was it's, so annoying. <laughs> exclusive news. Yeah, Lost Means One. The box is New right expansion. there. Just tell me. Like, no, sorry, <laughs> no, sorry, sorry. So yeah, where you find nice out it'll be like a mini expansion with like three cards in it or something like that. Well, no, because it made me laugh because I kept asking them about yeah, it and yeah, they were yeah. like, no, 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 how about some free promo cards? <laughs> I was like, ooh, promo cards. And then that was it, gone. <laughs> oh, yes, I will take your promo cards. Now I've got the promo cards. Now tell, tell me. Now tell me, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, that was good. Mm. Awesome. Uh, that sounds like you had a good day on the on the Saturday as well. I was going to say, all, all I'm getting from this is that I need to take a stick with me when I go. Like, tell me, tell me. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what we need to take, like a little cattle prod or something. Uh, tell me news. Tell, tell me now, now. Yeah, because yes. we couldn't get anything out of the Simon uh, uh, guy, could we? He, he was just like, no, it's coming soon. Yeah, coming soon. soon. Yeah, Guillermo was just. Uh, we're like, when's season three coming? Soon. 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 Yeah. I was like, yeah. good answer. Good answer. Not yeah. the right answer. Yeah, good answer. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Um, well, I guess we should talk about the penultimate day, which is Sunday. Well, yeah, I suppose the, the ultimate day. The ultimate. The final day. Final day. <laughs> uh, a couple of highlights for me on the Sunday. One of them, well, the most immediate one that I can think of is we got to see and speak to a independent publisher slash designer um, called The Dark Omen. And that game looks unbelievable i mean it does some really unique things that i've not seen before 
in games. And we had a great chat with them. And that's, you know, we got some content on the channel about that. And it looks fascinating. So that's coming to Kickstarter, probably Q1, maybe April next year. So look out for that. It looks really brilliant. And by all accounts, people were you know raving about it after they played it so that was definitely a highlight for me and then what else have i even got on here ah yes i got to have a sneak peek demo of the prototype of the fox experiment oh yeah which is elizabeth Har- yeah that's yeah, yeah elizabeth yeah. hargrave's new new game based new, on the like the russian um the, fox breeding program. that's right the russian fox breeding experiment slash program to domesticate foxes yep and uh pandasaurus production me and tom got to play it and it, it's it's bloody good yeah. <laughs> it's bloody good to the point where i was like i should have backed that <laughs> it's absolutely you know, that was brilliant. a game i didn't even back because i sort of looked at it and it, it had like the wingspan effect for me like when i first saw wingspan i was like oh, i'm not really interested in that and i should have known it's the yeah. same designer the same issue in my mind why did i not ignore my mind and go no you were wrong before yeah. you're wrong again <laughs> The production, even on the prototype, which I imagine is a near final prototype, was immaculate. Uh, the game is fast paced. It's simultaneous play. It's superb. The only issue I can really think of off the top of my head is there is so much simultaneous play that there's no sort of cross checking of mm. what folks are doing. And so if you make a mistake, nobody knows. You just sort of just do stuff. But the game is a blast. Certainly worth a go for sure. But mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, that was my highlights for Sunday. And then, and you had a wild and so wacky day while, Sunday. Whilst yeah. they were busy interviewing, I was actually going around playing games because oh, I didn't yeah. play much. Uh, so I got to play uh, a game that's now till, it's not on Kickstarter till March next year, was it? Or something? It's called, coming soon, yeah. Yeah, called Terrascape. Yeah, that looks okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> that Which looks is essentially the game Dead by Daylight. Yes. But with a massive mansion between survivors and killers. So nice. survivors one end of the table, killer one end the other. And it's kind of like a beefed up battleship game, if you will. If you yeah, think. like it's a, a not a hidden role. It's a hidden movement one versus mm. many game yeah. or, or a team versus team game where you've mm. got killers versus survivors and you have to, they're trying to escape the mansion like in Dead by yeah, Daylight. Yeah, pretty much. And uh, the production on that game looks nuts. It's sick. <laughs> it looks absolutely like Literally sick. the mansion's in front of you. It's like a big cardboard mansion that's the hold, box. Yep, it holds your cards on the top and on the other end of it is a dice tower. Nice. So it all connects into one. But it's not the best of games to play with with a face mask on. No. Because I was literally the killer when I played it and I'm like, this good right. Are you there? <laughs> Over this massive mansion thing that's covering up my vision or yeah, my sound. With and a bunch of other people and they're like, playing what? around you. What? Yeah. It's just, yeah. That was the only annoyance to it. It's better to play without a face mask. <laughs> yeah. uh, but got to play a couple of those. 3,000 Scoundrels I got to play, which is really good. Short, but very good. Uh, Feed the Kraken, which I love, and bought straight away afterwards. Nice. That was such a good game. And a couple of I can't remember what else I played. I did play something else. I played, we, we played a bunch of stuff. Played so remember. much stuff on Sunday. I kind of felt bad because you guys were going around interviewing and there's me playing nah, stuff. We, so. nah, we, we, no, we played plenty. We played absolutely plenty. Mm. So, um, But yeah, that... Um, Terrascape looks looks mm. great. Definitely worth a look if you like those sort of hidden movement one versus many or team versus team games. It's one to watch if only because the production looks nuts. So yeah, okay. We also got to play Airmail. That's right it. Right at the That's end. That's it. Right at that, the end. That was a brand new release released at Spiel. Okay. It's, again, it's another one. It's a it's a dry Euro theme. It was just a cracking time. Like mm. a really, really good. Interesting model with the cards that go around and stuff. Yeah, yeah. really smart design. And it, again, does things that I haven't seen before, or at least not in the combination that I've seen. It's essentially like, I don't know if anyone's ever played Pan Am, but you're competing airmail companies, essentially. As dry as that sounds, the game is super fun. 
You have these really clever sort of, they called them domino cards, which had two colours sort of split in half, like a red and green card mm. or a blue and yellow card. And you would play them and that would determine what action you could do and where on the board you can do your stuff. Really, really smart. Really clever design. And I can imagine with more plays could be quite ruthless with people mm. taking other people's roots and yeah. stuff like that. Really, really good. Excellent. Cool. Right. So we know you bought some stuff, which we will get on into in a sec. But were there any games that you wanted but missed out on? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Games and playmats. Games, playmats. <laughs> stuff. Yeah. One that I suppose we as a wider group missed out on was the Wolves. That sold out in like two seconds. That like, was the one that sold out on Thursday. That, yeah. like, if anything, was like the hot ticket. Yes, Heat was the hot ticket, but also the Wolves just freaking went. I mean, in seconds, people were nabbling that thing up. Mm. Uh, Simon got to play test it a little bit. He immediately loved it and went, yep, if we could buy that, we would, but I uh, can't. can't yeah. but, so we won't. Uh, one that was immediate at the top of my list because it was um, a really cool, interesting theme uh, was Lacrimosa. And yeah, uh, I, that was like the most anticipated game of the event. Like yeah. oh, it was like everyone was in like wanted that the production is insane it looks beautiful really interesting theme really great mechanisms good solid euro gone gone day one couldn't get another one so um yeah those two at least from the top of my head were the things i really wanted but we couldn't get sadly oh dear i kind of really wanted a copy of heat but they were all sold out after ant bought his so I was like, <laughs> <laughs> anyway that's me well uh, the english ones anyway we're english ones yeah, yeah exactly uh, there was a game I was after, which I mentioned on Wayne's podcast a couple of months ago. It was a game called Sea of Legends. Okay, yeah. Um, the issue was I'd already bought so much stuff. This this box is beefy. There was no way this was going to get in hand luggage or, yeah. or chat luggage. Yeah. So I had to drop that out, which is unfortunate because that was one I really wanted. They also had uh, a copy of The Witcher, which isn't actually released yet. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, which I could have got, but for now I'll come back. And the only one they had was actually the one they had on display, which got sold as soon as uh, someone realized that was the only copy. So that was a shame. Um, There was a couple of playmats I wanted, which I should have gone back and got. I'm kind of kicking myself over it now. There are a couple I can't can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, My gaming crew really wanted me to grab the thing. The thing was out there, the board game. Again, I was just worried about space at the end because it got to a point where I was just like, do I have room for this? I could buy it essentially, but it was just a case of getting it home was the issue. And I don't want to keep asking these guys for spare room if they had it it was a bit of a nuisance so i I um, guess that's something to to really bear in mind especially if if people are planning on doing and i'll have to bear this in mind next year is when you are planning to go there from let's say from the uk where we're from you know is is it best to fly out there or is it best to hop on the eurostar and actually you know get a train over there and not have to worry about that whole well i've got to get it all in my hand luggage and put it on here or i have to pay exorbitant amounts for airline Mm. storage whereas i could just take two massive Mm-hmm. suitcases with me on a train yeah yeah that's totally legit i mean people could drive there as well yeah. i mean that's totally legit as well i mean the flying was fine i mean i have a large solid suitcase so if you are flying definitely get a hard shell case mm-hmm. for sure make sure it's as big as it can be and make sure it's completely empty when you check it in just come back with games and you'd be fine i mean just make sure you don't buy anything super heavy. Mm. Um, there was a game I might even have bought there called Burn Cycle mm. by Chip Theory Games. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I, I, Dude. <laughs> <laughs> that game, Jesus. It was, it's a workout it, picking that thing up. But that it was, I was, if it was in the UK, I may have picked it up. 
Right. Having to fly that home? I was like, no, 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 absolutely not. So I think depends on your budget, depends on what equipment and gear and luggage that you have. Uh, might depend on what you want to do and how you want to get there. But yeah. flying was the quickest. We'd been, we were down before we even realised we minutes, took off. 40 minutes of that. It was so quick. I was like, oh yeah, we'll play Ganshin Clever. I'll show Ant how it works. <laughs> and like, we're halfway through the game. Like, we're landing now. It was, like, it was no time at all. So flying there is the quickest by far yeah. and most comfortable. And if you've got decent luggage... Your games will be fine. I, I just try to picture it now, trying to play Gangstrong Clever on a plane. It's just like the plane banks and dice just what? No, it's Did fine. anyone see what that orange is? <laughs> it was definitely a six. No, it's fine. <laughs> just roll the dice in the box. That's what the box is yeah, for. Yeah, because you had to teach Simon it, didn't you? That's like, yeah, yeah, I taught the both of you at the same time, actually. So, um, but I was, yeah, it was great. We only got halfway through it. 40 minute flight. Worth doing. Got to round three. Thanks we're, we're to this landing. gentleman here, I now have the app-based version of that. Is that right? Every time, <laughs> every time I get like five minutes at work, it's just, come on, I'm going to beat that. <laughs> and by design, you can blame me. Yeah, so <laughs> exactly. uh, the, yeah. the blame game continues. Uh, but yeah, Gantry Clever was great, but we didn't even get through it. That's how quick a flight is over there. Yeah. So um, I think we've built up the anticipation enough. What games did you buy, Wayne? <gasps> what did you spend your money on? Should we do one each? We'll do one each. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's plain fact. <laughs> And I'll, I'll start with you first. You bought like twice as many as me. <laughs> so, yeah, so you, you do one, then I'll do one, then you do one, then I'll do one. Are we including expansions? No, before, no, 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 just, just, just base just games. games. Before you start that, you say you bought more than you. Is that because it was his first con? Because I know when we were at UKG, you did buy quite a bit. Or, I bought all of a few, you did. yeah. But I, no, yet yeah, no, because I got lucky because half of my stuff was sold out. Oh, okay, <laughs> so, there you go. Then. Like, it, it was, he, he was sold out or he wasn't sure about the game, so he wanted to demo it. I wanted to demo it. Quite demo it. Yeah, exactly. It was either that or I couldn't sit down to play it. So, yeah, yeah it was one of those one of those two things. Either we, there was no demo table available or it was sold out. One of those two things. Nice. So, yeah. Right, let's go for it, Ant. What did uh, you buy? So the first one was, uh, which I wanted for the show, that we went straight away for, was Deal with the Devil. Mm. Yep. That was the one I wanted to come back from Spiel for. Um, this is the one that James is quite interested in as yeah. well from mm. what I've been telling him. The only downside is you have to have four players regardless, wasn't it? It's Can't a four-player only, only game. Only game. So, yeah. Which I think is fine from a design perspective. If a designer wants to go, this game is best at four, then fine. Why should they feel obliged to have to go, oh, maybe this this game also has to play two, three, four and have a solo mode and have a six-player mode? Yeah. I think what you get then is arguably a less concise design framework than if you say I know that I want a game at four players let's optimise it for four yep. yeah. so I'm really excited to play it yes same and it has like an app as well yeah app companions has... which needs to have because I was looking at some of the cards that got barcodes on them and ah. stuff so yeah it's going to be need a, a few scans and the whole them. theme is amazing yeah selling your soul for money yeah <laughs> Just yep. great. There's a reason this game yeah. appeals to me. As yeah. Well. Yeah, the, the, the it's definitely up your street. Yeah, it's, just, yeah. it's like you got hidden roles and the devil tempting you, and like you know, <laughs> I'm gonna suck at this. Game. <laughs> Sell me your soul, Cole. There you go. <laughs> How much do you want? Well, okay, fine. Uh, yeah, but that was that's a good one. Yeah, that's my first purchase. Nice. Uh, my first one. I'm gonna stay at the CGE stand. And it was the number one thing on my list, and it was Starship Captains. That is what I went through the thing for to buy day one. And I could have got it some, you know, when I got home, but I wanted it there to play there as part of my whole spiel experience to buy something on launch day. I don't believe it's actually out here yet, though. So I think so. Uh, so yeah, that that was going to be one of the games I was going to get you guys to get me, but you know, you just the, text me. I I was going to, but the car. 
<laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> the car is still broken. Oh, okay, uh, okay. Yeah. I see. I see Until I, see. I know how much that's going to cost me. No, no, no. I got, understood. No, no more games. Understood. Yeah. Um, so got that. We played it the Friday night. We did, yeah. So we bought it Friday, played it Friday night, and it was everything I wanted it to be and more. I think it's brilliant. Yep, that's, that sounds like it definitely sounds like a game that I'd be interested in. Yeah. It's you brilliant, fun, James. Uh, you're, it's a lot of fun. You, you're a bit of a Trekkie fan as well, aren't you? Yep. So It's amazing, dude. I mean, yeah, it does some really smart things. It's definitely a Euro game. Don't get me wrong. And it is really cool, but it has some great combos that you can do with technologies that you can upgrade your ship with. You're going on adventures and you're doing missions with your crew. And then, you know, you can change what type of crew you want to focus on. Do you want like a science crew or do you want a more like adventure fighty crew? Really, really cool. Do you have pirates that you can fight? Brilliant game. We had a blast with it. Uh, we'll do a review of it at some point. But yeah, that was my number one thing to buy. And I, we got it and chuffed Played it, it, loved it. Played nice. it, got it, played it, loved it. Yeah. Nice. Uh, my second one was The Great Split. Mm. Oh, uh, another hot game. For yes. The, uh, yes. Which, which managed, to get, managed to get signed by the artist as well, which Ooh, is pretty lovely. good. Uh, he did some art, artwork for you as well in yeah, the box. He drew some artwork in there, and then he put my name down as Andor. <laughs> as a no, no, and Anthony. You know, he clearly says A N T O N Y. Oh, sorry. So, he, so my name's in thick black writing to cover <laughs> over the Andor. Um, but no, he was a really cool guy. I said uh, Mario work, whatnot, my the the artwork, and he was just a really cool guy, nice to talk to. Uh, I love the mechanics of the game with the you know the whole wallet passing and trying to tempt people to. Uh, take either the certain types of riches. I think that's such a great idea. It's um, a I, I split, you choose that's right. mechanism. Yeah. So you're giving someone sort of, you've got like, I suppose, hand of cards and in between the harder cards, you're going to put like a divider or something that's like right. that. Mm-hmm. And you're going to pass that over to the person on your left and also a hand of cards to the person on your right. Mm-hmm. So you're playing both sides and they're going to look at that hand of cards and go, well, if I take these things that he's offered me, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave him these things that he really needs. They're going to benefit him, yeah. So maybe I just screw him and take the things that he really needs and I'll give him back the stuff that he's trying to tempt me with. Cause, or is, he, yeah, or is he making me pick or that? Or is he making me pick that? Because, but, yeah, so all lots of double bluffy stuff. And it plays seven players, I Up think. seven, yeah. Seven. It looks amazing. It looks fun, yeah. It's super fun. And is by, it's Horrible, Horrible Guild. Horrible Guild, yeah. Who also did King's Dilemma and also did Railroad Inc. They are on a bit of a high. Mm. Um and the designers I 100% trust on giving a good uh, good give, giving a good game Blah. so uh, I'm dead keen to play, it, yeah, play that same nice and says a game and I talk for 10 minutes about it I'm sorry no no it's fine this is really good I really like it it goes to show you want to play it as much as yeah, I can so. right the thing is though all of the games that we bought we all already kind of knew something about yeah because we did a preview episode and everything we did some research and they all looked sweet as hell so uh, the second one I bought was one that I was thinking about backing at the time it was on Kickstarter, but I didn't. Um, but I saw it for an amazing price, and that's Human Punishment, the beginning. Okay. And this, oh boy, it is a big box cyberpunk social deduction game, and it looks freaking sweet. So you've basically got uh, humans, and then you've got uh, the machines, then you've got maybe some other tertiary roles like Legion, who are trying to infect the other players to become legion so you're all legion by the so there's like these three main roles that are working against each other and then in a, in a bigger play account you've got like a independent who's trying to be the last person alive basically but it combines social deduction mechanisms with like a pick up and deliver type thing yeah so you're trying to essentially get chips and information from and upgrades from a market 
and carry them to the mainframe. And if you are the machines, you're trying to infect the mainframe with viruses. Oh, and, you're, and you're trying to work towards unleashing, I can't remember what it's called, but there's some like super bad virus that will then come onto the board and then start fighting the rest of the players. Really freaking sweet. It has an amazing production. It has these beautiful acrylic standees, which look absolutely stunning. I actually bought an upgrade for it, uh, which are these poker chips that you talked about mm-hmm. that weighed a freaking ton. These are like these <laughs> m- like metal core, like poker chips, like proper pro- proper poker chips that replace all of the cardboard components. Yeah. So I bought that as well. And I got that for like 80 quid. The base game is 50 pounds. And if you look at the production of that, it looks my, like 100 odd quid. It looks like, 100, looks like a 100 pound box. The Nemesis box is yeah, crazy. Nemesis, it looks like a 100 pound box for just the base game. Nice. And I got that plus like the crazy upgrade, which was totally unnecessary. But I was like, well, it's, it's that plus that for that yeah i'll do that so i'm dead keen to play that three to six players all of those things that i like social deduction sort of pick up and deliver deduction as well and uh yeah should be super fun times and cyberpunk yeah nice nice Nice. sounds like a really good game yep gentlemen start your engines it's heat it's heat baby he's bought heat awesome wayne what's your next (laughs) 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 yeah days of wonders heat it was really good. It's a lot of fun. Took some while for me to get used to what we had to do because it's not as easy as just placing a card like Downfall. Downforce. You've yeah. got Downfall, sorry, big yeah. You've got play cards, but then you've got nine steps at the top of your thing to follow. Like you've got to do this, you've got to do that. Yeah. You can do this, you can do that. I like the fact that it's only two roads side by side one another throughout the whole maps. Yeah. Um, through, I think with Downforce, it's only one lap with Heat, it's two. Yeah. Uh, we can change gear in this one as well, can you? Yep, you're changing, you're up gearing and down gearing, and you, you don't get in each other's way. I think in downforce, the principal mechanism is maneuvering the cars in such ways to block others, right? Yeah. So that's kind of it. Heat's not really that. It's go as fast as you can without. Apart from certain corners. Yeah, <laughs> yeah without nailing into the corner at like full speed, because, uh, yeah. So for me, from what I've seen from Heat, and from the, definitely the way you guys have described it, it sounds like it's the, it's the nice step between downforce and like formula d which, possibly you know is you know you, you're gearing up gearing down you can't go past round corners at, over this speed otherwise you spin out and crash and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and all of that but it's it's a real slog fest like you can do a three lap race in formula d in the same time that a real formula one race <laughs> does an entire race <laughs> mm. you know? right no it, it still has a sense of pace i mean we played a lap in probably half an hour Maybe yeah, 45 minutes. Because we, oh, we played with a couple quick. of uh, German people that were like, couldn't get to grips with the rules at start. Because it is a lot to take in first thing for a simple, put your card down, yeah. how many gears can I go up in this without taking heat and all that sort of stuff. So as long as you've nailed that and nailed the nine steps show you at the top, then it's a, it's, you're, you're, it'll be... It's really, that's a really smart mechanism, right? You've got basically three or stacks of cards in your player area. You've got your draw pile, you've got your discard pile, mm-hmm. and then in the middle you've got your heat cards. And you can gun it into the corner... But you have to then discard heat cards from the center of your board into your discard area. So you're like heating your engine because you're pushing it to the limit. But when you run out of those, there's a penalty. So it's really fascinating. And then you've got these, I can't remember what the other cards were called, the little plus symbol. Anyway, there was those stress oh, cards. Uh, stress. Stress cards, yeah. When you're stressing the car, they're kind of unpredictable effects. If you've only got a handful of stress cards, you're drawing from your draw pile to see what your total speed will be, Mm. which is terrifying when you're right near a corner and all you've got is stress cards because you don't know how fast you're going to hit the corner. (laughs) So like, exactly. And if you've run out of heat cards to slow down, you're like, and so, uh, yeah, bang. It's really, really clever design. Days of Wonder do like one game a year and it's always great. Mm. And they really put the time into the production. We got to play the base game, whatever the normal out-of-the-box game that there is of, Mm. of heat. 
but in the box there's a whole like advanced version you can play there's weather conditions yeah, yeah weather conditions there's championship rules there's all sorts so if you want to level up the, the game a bit and have a more intense uh, sort of heavier experience yeah. you can yeah. do that like too advanced championship rules. Yeah, yeah you can have an advanced yeah there's advanced rules and everything it's it's kind of cool that they've included all of that in the box rather than sort of like, oh you want a better you want a, a more in-depth game? yeah cool expansion they could have they could have done that but they've actually got four courses in the box as well yeah this is it but then it can play up to eight. You only get six cars with you. So I don't know if that's a case of that's an expansion is coming or you can take two cars from someone else's copy. I, I don't know. But then you've got the same cars as the other one. So I assume it'll be an expansion within probably. the next six months More or so, likely. maybe. Yeah, but that was a good one. Mm. Yeah, good. Another brand new game. So yeah, I'd expect an expansion. Yeah. Mm. And sold out. It was the thing. And it's really good. Nice. Wayne. Last one. I only bought three. I'm very surprised at my own restraint. <laughs> I bought, and it was right up the top of my list uh, of my anticipated games. And again, this sold out by day three. And it was Endless Winter, Paleo-Americans. Oh, yes. And so this is a beautiful game. It's the same artist as uh, Raiders of the North Sea, mm-hmm. the Miko. Which we actually played. We Yeah, we did actually. It took yeah. that long and we played that Thursday night before before Spiel started to get everyone in the mood. Bloody good game, that. It is actually. Good. It's a very, very good game. So, um, Endless Winter Paleo Americans does some things that I really like in board games. It combines worker placement with like a deck building mechanism. Like games like Dune Imperium do, like games like Lost Ruins of Arnak do. It does some really smart other stuff as well. You're having to use your cards as resources you're having to use your cards to place your figures on the board and create uh, and uh, enact their effects it has a very tight what looks like a very tight engine you are placing sort of little igloos i guess we saw little igloos was, yes, that's yeah, right, yeah, that's yeah. right. and it has the most amazing uh, sort of game tray production the production is top-notch screen printed meeples little um chief plastic minis and yeah a beautiful um they call it the iceberg but this their sort of their game trays holder uh, for all of the stuff little player pouches just a magical production beautiful artwork right up my street solid euro theme heavy euro hybrid which we've talked about a few times yep fits right into my collection i cannot wait to play it nice yeah. nice one more from me uh, apart from expansions and play mats okay, okay. Um, we tried to play this on the Saturday but it was too busy but I got to play it Sunday morning which was Feed the Kraken mm. really really good game you'll love this dude Social Deduction Pirates it is yeah. the best I've, ever I, I've been looking into uh, Feed the Kraken however I've not actually talked to James about this one yet so would you like to tell us what oh, very quickly it's literally you know you have a minimum of players is five in this game cool. mm. and it plays up to eleven <laughs> <laughs> okay it's a big big game so big big map uh two ends of it blues need to get to there which are um you know normal pilots and then you got pirates need to strike it to the red side of the board and in the middle you've got this massive kraken where someone is a cultist in the group in the crew should i say and he's got to get there but there's only one of them okay but you can have as many pirate sailors even to the number of players you have little chips have little bags show your identity you don't show anyone else who it is and it's just a case of like drawing cards and then you're voting to which way you go on the map do you go to the blue side do you go to the pirate <coughs> side do you go for the kraken so um this is what i love about this is that it's when you put your cards in the caption shows and then they pick a card and then it goes around as to like, well what card did you have did you have red or blue did you have a yellow card for cultists did you have um uh, blue for, pi- for pilots and you've got a client you, you make up what you want to say but it's a case of whether people believe you or not yep and what I love about this game is that we've well, got this massive Kraken on the board and he's got two tentacles either end of the board. If your ship manages to go to one of the tentacles, you have to kill someone. Someone has to die. <laughs> so you have to basically vote. You have to go through mutinies and everything to change captains. And this is what I love about this. If you're the cultist, 
because obviously you're trying to get to the Kraken to win the game. If you sacrifice the Kraken, uh, sorry, the cultist to the Kraken, the cultist wins straight away. Ah, so the, so the cultist wants so he's to be got sacrificed an even bigger to the advantage. Kraken. So yeah. he'd be like, well, I'll go if you, I'll sacrifice I'll myself. Go, yeah. Oh yeah, but you could be such and such. You could yeah, be yeah. this and that. That's what I love about this. It's just yeah. social deduction in the thick of it with a massive Kraken trying to take down your boat at the same time. And now Brilliant. you see why this game is up my street. Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. The components for it are really good. The captain's logbooks, the, the navigator post, the lieutenant post and everything. It's really good if you buy the deluxe edition of it. but yeah um i'm so glad i got to play it i really had a cracking i played with six no so like you it. had a cracking time i had a cracking time with seven people where this random german chinese guy was uh, he's definitely the cultist he ended up being a pilot all the way through <laughs> it was just like completely thrown off through that but it's such a great time i highly recommend it if you get five or more players for it, it the demo tables were rammed Yes, all weekend. They were. Absolutely rammed for that game. And it looked a ball. Walking past it, everyone's got their hands out doing stuff and doing voting. The mutiny, yes, the mutiny thing. The mutiny, yeah. So good, that yeah. mechanic. It looks wicked. Mm. Yeah. This is, this yeah. is going to be a game I think we need to get all of the podcast crews to get. Absolutely. To play this. Oh, we'll yeah. have so much fun with it, dude. Honestly, you'll love it, James. We'll, we'll get that awesome. Arranged. Can we quickly honorably mention some of the things that we didn't buy, but our friends bought? Please do. We uh, Tom bought Hamlet, which was yes, another. We played as well. We yep. played. It was another heavily anticipated game pre-event and it's great it's a really thinky euro game that does again really smart stuff i mean brilliant design really unused it's like a tile placement game you're mm. building you're building a village together a hamlet yeah um with the idea being you're working together inverted commas to build <laughs> to build the church as if <laughs> yeah and when the church is built the game ends but at the same time, you also want to have your own little vanity projects. Maybe I want to build a statue over here. And actually, no, I want to build a park. No, I want to build a pub. So I'm going to build a pub over there. And so when you've got some folks that are trying to, you know, build the church like good citizens, <laughs> you've got, you know, me over here creating a bunch of sort of grain and flour and then immediately using it so no one else can have it to build my vanity pub. <laughs> um, you know, because victory points for me. So a really, really cool game. It has just enough of tension between players but not so competitive as to be take that yeah it's just a very thinky euro and has some really clever mechanisms about where you put your i suppose your donkeys your supply line because the game mostly focuses around getting materials from point a to point b mm-hmm. and how you lay out your and supply chain to get them there exactly yeah. and you know and always remember if you're confused about the rules the first suck is free that's it always remember that first suck is free yeah. first suck is free <laughs> um, I that will, that, when you play it that will make sense <laughs> I want to mention Tom bought Vengeance Roll and Write yes he did uh, which was a cracking out. I really really liked the mechanics of that think of the movie The Raid but as a Roll and Write oh nice was, uh, that was really good I like that yeah, glad so- he bought it as well because he, he was I'm in an RN yeah it's a Roll and Write but I think the sort of action scenes from your favourite like John, John Wick Woo movie, movies. Yeah, yeah. yeah John, John Wick. Uh, John Wick movie. And yeah, all that on action montage. It's kind of that. Um, and it has a really clever uh, simultaneous dice rolling mechanism, kind of like Project Elite, but yep. competitive. So if you're faster than your opponents, you're rolling more dice than them and stealing mm. more dice from the central pool, which is quite fun. And then Simon bought Oak. Yes. Which I know little about. I don't than, know much about it. Yeah. Other than it looks cool as hell. It's, the production uh, is amazing, actually, to be fair. And I, uh, as far as I'm aware, it, it is a worker placement style game uh, in that beautiful setting. When it has this really cool feature, it has these 
sort of meeples with modular hats or bits that you can put bits, on them. Wasn't it, yeah. yeah, so there's like a cape and then there's like a, a raven that you can put on the meeples and other bits and that will influence what actions they can do and that, or how well they can do the actions. So if you put your common or garden standard meeple in the sort of raven area, they might be able to do a thing. But if he's like the raven master and you put the raven on them, they'll have a much more effective action. So And how you get those things is, is supposedly quite clever. But it looks great. Keen to play that mm. too. James? Now that you guys are both experienced at uh, Eschenspiel, what advice would you have for other people who were maybe going for the first time? Any must-dos and don'ts? That's a great question. And I think having slept on it and sort of processed the event, there's definitely things I would do differently. I think Saturday probably avoids because it is busy as all hell. I mean, unless you, unless that's what you want to do. I mean, I say that knowing that part of the enjoyment of my experience was the craziness of Saturday, hmm. right? But if you want to sit down and, and demo a lot of games, that's not the day for you. No. So plan plan what you want to do accordingly. Pick probably the Thursday or the Sunday for your demoing. Make sure you get there on Thursday if you want to buy it. If there's something specific you want, go Thursday. That's I think. exactly what I was going to say. I was yeah. like, don't give, you know, don't give up too much that you're going to find this exact thing here because expect disappointment. It's like Simon. Simon would have bought so much more, but half the games he wanted just weren't there. Yep, he sold out, gone. Like, I think he bought two games in the end, but the fact, you know, he probably would have bought as much as I would have oh, if yeah. his games weren't sold out. So my advice is don't, like, oh, me thinking too. that you're going to find... Because there was other things I wanted that was already out that wasn't there. And I thought for such a big, you know, gaming expo sort of thing, the fact that some was, again, not in my language, which was an, another issue being in Germany, but... Yeah, just don't focus on one specific thing and think I'll get it from here because it's quite possible. Yeah, l- yeah. Luckily, we had a, like a quite a broad list of things that we wanted. Yeah, and I think yeah, if there's something that you do want, go on the Thursday, mm. get there early. So definitely, that would be the first bit of advice. Know what you want to play. Know what you want to demo because some publishers would only do demos if you signed up in advance. Yes. So there was Voidfall. There's a good example of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, big production from Mind Clash Games. All of their games. Uh, if you wanted to play any of them. You'd have to go there first thing in the morning and put your name down. Yeah. Um, and then they put you on a list to go mm-hmm. and, and have a table uh, that you can play with. So bear that in mind. Uh, some publishers will do that. Other tip, don't try and park directly at Mesa Essen, the yeah. complex. There is no point. There's like five or six car parks within a two or three minute walk. If that. If, and if we, that. We, yeah, we parked on one of those every day and we yeah. just walked across over a bridge and we're there in two or three minutes. It was really, so yeah. We saw loads of people just queuing to park in one of the underground ones. ones yeah. Why? Yeah. yeah, and I know um, quite a few of my friends that went, they were using the public transport out there, which again is is apparently really, really good. The German... Um, the I, tram I, I, station. Metro, right Metro, Uber, tram, or yeah. Farm yeah. Or Metro, whatever yeah. it is. That mm. There is a station on site. So even if you're staying nearby in Essen City or... Mm-hmm. Or I think, uh, is it Dusseldorf that's close? I can't D- Dusseldorf is close. You know, they're all connected Rattingen. by mail that's also within close. about 10 minutes. So that's yep. that's an option as well. Absolutely an option. Um, take some bags with you, either like one of those big IKEA blue bags or something like that, because quite a lot of the indie publishers, uh, if you find something you like, they, they might not have any bags. They'll just be like, either they've gone or they didn't bring any. Yeah. So they'll just give you the box and you're like, <laughs> yeah, no, okay, this around. I know for someone like me, the other advice that I can give, because I know this uh, for a fact, is that you're not allowed to wear uh, the backpack. The ca- yeah, the Cajun or Cajon backpack. Yeah, yes. you can't you can't take those because of safety reasons. But then you see uh, families, you know, wheeling these massive carts of games yeah. around. <laughs> 
people were using their kids' buggies or prams yeah. and yeah. just stacking them, stacking them full of games. Like I kid you not, they're, 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 the newborn was on their shoulders whilst they're pushing this yeah. trolley full of full of games. Games, full of games unreal. Dude. Uh, yeah, not even kidding. Or like these giant, literal shopping Prote- carts protecting the the investment that they actually care about. Mm. Like, oh, <laughs> other thing as well. Legitimately, bring a fold out chair. <laughs> there is nowhere to bloody sit. <laughs> in that seven <laughs> halls of conference center. Mm. If you're demoing a game, you're sitting down. If not, then you good are... Luck. Yeah, good luck. You yeah. are you know, crap out of luck. You are standing or having a concrete picnic. Um, <laughs> you know, it's... yeah. <laughs> I, I, I would say also on, on those grounds, and I, I'm going by the UK Games Expo here, but I've, again, heard this from good friends that go to, to spill quite a lot, and that is footwear. Yeah, sensible, sensible, comfortable shoes. That you would happily go on a twenty-mile hike in. Yeah, man, we did like fifteen thousand steps a day. We're e- easily, definitely do that. Um, yeah, be prepared to do a lot of standing. Um, and take take some water with you because water is like five euros a bottle. Like, mm. It is yep. expensive, so yeah. take water it's with very you. Very hot, I'd imagine. Yeah, and just be prepared. Like, don't unless you want to spend a fortune, like half your gaming budget on drinks. Uh, just bring a couple of bottles of water and make sure you know so you're not getting shafted by the um but literally on saturday we brought our own picnic in the end because all, all the places were i mean it's obviously the retail food stores and whatnot but yeah the price is really the expensive. Like, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I mean it's a con we, we all know it's that, captive market you know, it's captive, captive market. market they always yeah. have you know games expo is the same the, mm. the food stores in there are they're very very good mm. yeah you know i wouldn't quibble on that but yeah. they are expensive for for location purposes oh yeah uh, and definitely make sure you carve out some time to play the games that you've bought and um, that's why I think next year we will probably leave the Saturday and just we'll still go on the Sunday sorry but we'll not go on the Saturday and just play the stuff that we bought Mm. all day Saturday because I think that would be a great use of the time because unlike UKGE which is in UKGE's favour there's an entire hall of free play tables so you can go and play the stuff you've immediately bought just go sit down and play it that doesn't exist at Spiel it's all about the publishers it's all about the games if you want to play it go home (laughs) go and play it which is weird because they had an entire free hall they could have done that as a yeah. but they yeah. just nah they just didn't do it I mean uh, I guess at the end of the day the, the organisers would have to pay for an additional haul in that sense and obviously if it's not something possibly. they're interested in possibly. then possibly they don't care I think that's everything I could think of anything else and from the top of your head what no you pretty much you? nailed it mate you pretty much said like I said about you don't, don't pick a specific game then you'll be fine yeah. James as, as someone who will be going to a con for the very first time next year is there any particular questions you want to ask about what you should and shouldn't do how do I not blow my entire month's budget that's a great question <laughs> dude you're asking the wrong guy especially <laughs> me no, no, the wrong yeah, guy. don't ask Ann. I have a credit card should I leave it out <laughs> yeah you should yeah you should oh another thing one more little tip there sorry um, as you've just said that bring cash cash some indies will not take credit cards which is weird or, or debit cards or whatever mm. I'd say most do let's call it 70-30 maybe 80-20 in terms of stalls that will take cards but there were two that I went to obviously the two games that I wanted <laughs> they, they didn't <laughs> bloody take cards so I had to pay cash which was so weird because it was a big stand official like publisher whatnot, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it just wouldn't Cause... take cards for love no money just weird. in general actually that's completely counter to my experience on the continent in general it seems it... like cash is going out of favour correct well, it's it yeah if if here's the thing where it would be different and would be pertinent is if you wanted to get that game from a retailer and pay by card you could but it would probably be in German yeah right so that's the difficulty here is if the publisher's going I want cash only for whatever reason that they want cash you're kind of shafted because you can't you, there's no alternative option to buy that game if you want it in English yeah so yeah yeah there's a couple I had to pay through PayPal 
It was either cash or pay via PayPal. And that was, so that was a bit of a nuisance as well. It was something to do with conversion. If they had a credit, if you pay by card, it will go to US dollars, oh, not right. euros, yeah, yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah. So that was an issue. But um, in terms of budgeting, yeah, just give yourself a fixed budget, dude, and try not to go over it. I mean, it's not like you're going to get lots of retailers uh, who are going to fight for the best price. If you want games on release, which is part of the excitement of Spiel, like it's coming out now, probably three months or six months before it even yeah. goes to retail. And we're going to sell it for the RRP, the MSRP, which is going to be six euros just budget for that know that you're going to be playing full price for the game yep. but part of that is you're getting it early yep. mm. yeah you're paying the extra that you would save by buying it in your friendly local game store in order to get it early get in order to get it early and in fact with the euro conversion it's not that bad no it's not that bad and you yeah, save on shipping at least nice um i'll have one more question before we before we wrap it up because i think we've taken enough of your time i already know the answer from you but i'm going to ask you anyway mm-hmm. would you do it again oh i'm going next year dude <laughs> i'll see you there bro no um we already looked i've already looked today on airbnbs and there is nothing nothing not not reasonable not for like a big group which is what i wanted to do they may come available because what i think happens is people book two three years in advance because the 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 dates are known right so people do that they book and then they will cancel it as it gets closer to the event so i'm going to be keeping a close eye on the available airbnbs if not in essen which is going to be impossible to find i think uh, an actual airbnb in essen just because they're going to be so popular but just in the surrounding areas yeah like Krefeld, where we stayed, Dusseldorf, nearby, Rattingen, maybe on the other side as well. But yeah, definitely. Definitely we'll go again. We'd go next year. It was intense as all hell, but I'd go again. Of course I'd go, dude. It's like, nice. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I figured you would. Uh, what about yourself, Ant? I know it's uh, it's a bit tougher for, it's tougher for the for guys me. like us that have families, kids, mm. draining our, our wallets every single <laughs> month. <is> <laughs> I mean, I'd like to. It's it's a year away. I'd say yes for now, but I'm not sure. It's a case of where I can save up again, get a bigger bag this time. Mm. But um, it's a maybe, but for the moment, yes. I would maybe love to maybe it keep it as a more special I, kind of event, because I know we, we really want to try and get you to come along to Because, yeah, I, I need to go to the UK one, so that would be definite. Come to that next year, because it's an easy one to get mm. to. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and obviously um, you don't have international travel to pay for with that one as well. So yes, so we'll see. I, I would love to. Don't get me wrong, but I can't promise. So it's yeah. a yes at the moment. It is an experience. You would go I, if I you mean, had the chance. If you yes, really, yeah. really wanted to splash out, technically you can fly to Birmingham from Gatwick. Yes, <laughs> true. Because <laughs> not being funny, I mean I don't get to game as much as everyone else on this table does. So that weekend of gaming was just amazing for me you know yeah it was man, a massive were... catch up for me yeah you're probably to not gonna be lot. another month or so till i get to a game table now but you know it was something i would love to do again in a heartbeat nice that's really nice mate yeah awesome well guys thank you very much for giving us your your time i apologize it's been so long no, uh, we, but i really wanted to have this discussion because you know i am insanely jealous that you guys did get to go yeah, but i i've really enjoyed it my my list of games to play is ever expired. <laughs> <laughs> uh, absolutely man it, mate. definitely well i hope your jealousy is sated by your promo card uh, it is. And now, there we go. I, I am, I am <laughs> genuinely, genuinely chuffed with that. I am so, so thankful for it. But um, that's the kind of stuff you can find at Spiel. Yeah. Also, I mean, that's good enough reason to go. Yeah. Just, just go. <laughs> there you go. Just go. There you go. So, one thing you did do while you were there, Wayne, was you did a few interviews, videos, uh, and, and a, a few bits and bobs on your YouTube channel. So now is your time to promote your own podcast, your YouTube channel, and all of that, where people can check out all of that stuff. Yeah, I'm from Bored Stupid, spelled B-O-A-R-D. You can find us wherever you find your favourite podcast. 
We've got a very active Instagram page. It's Board Stupid UK. We've got a very active Facebook page where we put most of the news. Again, uh, you'll find it on Board Stupid UK. Uh, we did some interviews with some big publishers out in Spiel, which was great to do and was a pleasure to get their time. Yeah, uh, people like Portal Games and Pandasaurus. We spoke to those folks. And yeah, we reported live from the event as best as we could to try and give you some impressions of how we were feeling uh, pre and post each day. And uh, yeah, so go check us out. Hopefully you enjoy it. That's Board Stupid spelled B-O-A-R-D. Very, very good. Nice. Definitely worth checking out the content as well, guys, because it kept me informed all the time they were out there and kept me depressed. <laughs> so <laughs> Now you know how I felt when I was watching UK Expo footage and I was stuck at work. So <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. But yes, obviously, and you also talk about games on, on your From podcast. time to time. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, we, we've both get, both myself and Wayne and indeed James have guested on your show we have so would you like to give your show a little bit of a plug now as well I would when I'm not cameraman for Bored Stupid yeah. I run a podcast called the MTVB Podcast the podcast that talks about my four favourite subjects that's movies TV shows video games and board games each episode is different based on one of those four subjects finishes with top fives as well uh, like I said Wayne Bored Stupid Meeple Mind have been on the show we talk about games we recently done an episode about our collection uh part two will be out in november so that'll be really good to look forward to and yes please guys uh listen if you can just type in on google mtvb or find us on instagram facebook twitter tiktok anchor fm itunes we're everywhere just type it in give us a go excellent well again thank you very much guys it's been an absolute pleasure having them here hasn't it james it has indeed it's uh it's nice Thanks to talk to, to other people have we stoked your incitement yes good <laughs> good well, I've, Good. Got, I've got to admit, you've put me off ever going. So, uh, <laughs> the 365 countdown now. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> countdown to Spiel 23. I am desperately going to try and get out there for next year, providing my car decides to behave itself for the yep. next year. I'm, I'm definitely going to be at Games Expo. I think we both are this year. Yep. I'm dragging James along, and we are already in discussions about coming to Spiel for next year. So we'll do we'll do some collabs and content, mate. That'd be a great fun to do. That would be brilliant. Yep. That would be brilliant but yes thank you again for joining us we are going to hand over to the man in the news shed but we will not come back and say goodbye so we will do that all now because we've already been chatting for an hour and 20 minutes so awesome stuff till next week my name has been jason i've been james i'm ant i'm wayne and you've been listening to the meeple-minded bored stupid mtvb podcast mashup talking all things (laughs) essen 2022 thank you very much for joining us guys Till next week, goodbye. Ta-ta. Bye-bye. And that, my friend, is how you play electric guitar. You mean you've never touched one before? Surely you have. Well, I suppose your wings and everything, really, isn't it? Yeah. Well, there you go. I bought you a little one. And you can pop behind over there and give it a try and see what you think. Just put the headphones in, will you? We don't need that whilst I'm trying to record the news, all right? Yeah, good boy. Um, before you go, can you push that button, please? Well, last weekend saw gamers descend on the German city of Essen for this year's Essen Spiel. Although masks were still mandatory use throughout the event, production of your COVID status was not in effect, as it was back in 2021. This year saw close to 150 
1,000 gamers gracing the six halls available at the convention. That's still a drop on 2019's record attendance of over 200,000, but it just goes to show how eager we are to return from the pandemic and back into face-to-face -face gaming. Among the attendees were our friends from the Board Stupid podcast and a contingent from Worthing Board Gamers, and it was great to see their photos and media from their trip on social media. Over 1,200 new games and expansions were on show at the event from designers and publishers from across the globe. And that's not to mention the retailers offloading their wares onto the awaiting crowds. So with the news a little bit different this week, I'm going to try and highlight a few games that caught my eye from the feeds I've been watching from the event over the last week or so. Firstly, a small card game from the designer team Devere Games entitled Walkie Talkie. A lively card-based party game that certainly won't break the bank. Everyone has a hand of six cards, cards have a letter on one side and a colour on the other, and you have to hold your cards however they're dealt to you. When the timer starts, chaos begins as everybody plays at the same time. You can play a letter on the letter pile as long as you can name something that starts with that letter and matches the current colour showing. Similarly, you can play a colour on the colour pile as long as you can name something of that colour that starts with the letter atop the letter pile. For example, when playing a B card next to a yellow card, you could shout banana. And when playing an orange card next to an L, you could shout lion. You can't repeat a word previously given, and you can't name the colour of the colour card. Also, to ensure the chaos doesn't falter, whenever you want, someone can shout Roger, and all players must flip their cards in their hand, so letters become colours and vice versa. Or, alternatively, some bugger can shout over and pass the cards to the left. When time runs out, you gain points equal to the number of stars on played letter cards. Then subtract one point for each unplayed card. Try to score as many points as you can to win the game. Also, a game that was on show and heading for Kickstarter early next year from publishers Infinite Galaxy is a game that some people are rumoured to be calling Scythe on steroids which I know will prick up the ears of one of our gaming group at least. Rob! The game is called Eye of Zamrock, and to say they're attempting to go up against Simon for the amount of plastic in a box is close to the truth. Little information is known on the play, but what I can tell you is Eye of Zamrock is this epic, fantasy, competitive game of strategy, adventure and resource management. To win, your kingdom must balance the pursuit of personal ambition against the need to cooperate with other players to achieve a common goal, fighting off the invasion. It's for one to six players, taking roughly an hour per player, and like I said, we'll be heading to crowdfunding early next year, and I'm sure we'll bring you a notification when it does. From Pandasaurus Games comes The Wolves, a pack-building strategy game for two to five players. It's survival of the fittest as you compete to build the largest, most dominant wolf pack by claiming territory, recruiting lone wolves and hunting prey. But be careful not to expand too recklessly into terrain where your rivals thrive. They may lure members of your pack away. A clever 
action selection mechanism drives your choices. Each action requires you to flip terrain tiles matching the terrain where you wish to take your action. These double-sided tiles mean the actions you take this round will set up which terrain types you can act upon on the next round. As you take actions to expand your pack's control of a region, you will also upgrade your pack's attributes, allowing you to take more aggressive actions as the game goes on. There are three mid-game scoring phases where power is calculated in each region. At the end of the game, players will tally up points based on VP tokens earned in these scoring phases and the highest VP number revealed in each of the six tracks on your player board. The player with the most VP wins. World Exchanges from publisher Emperor S4 is a card and write which sees you in the 12 rounds either buying a new city or selling one. Obviously, that's not the brunt of it. Each player has three random starting cities which determine your starting cash. $1,300 the cost of these cities. You mark this amount on the left hand side of your personal player board. When you buy or sell a city, you subtract or add to your cash on hand, marking a mark on your player board in the current round at the proper amount. Then you draw a line that connects your previous amount and your current amount. If the line passes through a propaganda icon, move your token up a space on the propaganda board. If the line passes through a green, yellow or blue icon, you receive a bonus for cities of the same colours that you will have at the game's end. And if the line lands on a star, you receive a cash bonus at game's end based on the total number of stars on your board and cities you own. Once you're in the game, you can actually buy two cities or indeed sell two cities during a round, although not in the same round. In general, each green, yellow and blue city has a city icon of the matching colour, and you're trying to manipulate your ever-moving cash line and city collection so that in round 12 you ideally have a nice set of city icons that match marked bonuses of the same colour. For each icon you receive $100 per city of the same colour. So if you have four blue cities and four blue icons, you receive a bonus of $1,600. And if you have no blue icons, no bonus. In either case, the cities themselves are worth their face value. To this total, you add cash on hand, your star bonus, if any, a bonus based on your position on the propaganda board relative to other players, and an endgame bonus, or penalty. If you meet at least one of the conditions on the endgame bonus card. And Mr. Knizia's weird little game, Viking Seesaw, was on demo at the show too, from Japanese publisher Itten. In this dexterity game, each player has an assortment of cargo in different weights and shapes, and on turn you choose something and load it onto the deck of the raised portion of the ship. If the ship doesn't tilt, you're all good. If it does, however, you get to remove one of the wooden crates in a cabin and add it to your cargo. If you knock stuff off, put that stuff in with your cargo too. I mean, you dropped it, so you're responsible for it. If someone places all their cargo, they win. If all of the crates have been claimed, whoever has the least amount of cargo wins. At the moment, the game itself is only available in Japan, but after being demoed at the show, along with some of the other titles from their Fun Brick series, they hope to drum up enough interest to launch the series on Kickstarter in the near future. 
And beside the main news from Essen this year, the one who should be obeyed, Jason wanted me to include this in the news. And it's some pretty interesting stuff, especially if you love a few of Simon's big IPs, and in particular a certain English heavy metal band. So devil horns in the air, and here we go. Yep, Simon, the kings of plastic in boxes, is bringing a very unusual addition to its Zombieside franchise, which elements of which can be played in Rising Sun, Massive Darkness, Cthulhu, Death May Die, and even Ankh, Gods of Egypt. That's right, what could make any of these games even better than adding Iron Maiden's mascot Eddie in a plethora of guises from Iron Maiden's most iconic album covers into your favourite tabletop skirmish? Eddie is perhaps the most recognisable mascot in heavy metal music, a strange figure who has crossed over into the countless genres on the covers of various Iron Maiden album covers. Eddie has also been incorporated into the stage dressing for Iron Maiden's tour, often spurting blood or fireworks from various orifices. A grand total of 14 Eddies are available within three different packs, currently on pre-order from the Simon website. But grab all three, and why wouldn't you, and you'll get the original Eddie, taking the count to 15 as a special pre-order bundle pledge backer. The Iron Maiden crossover continues a string of crossover miniature packs with different franchises. In recent months, Simon has announced miniature packs featuring characters to include in its games in the form of Supernatural, The Boys, Thundercats, Ghostbusters and various Batman from the Dark Knight's Metal event series. But good luck finding them and indeed funding their purchase. With an extended news, we've just got one crowdfunding campaign for you this week, and it's Redwood by Sit Down. It's for one to four players, takes 45 minutes to play, 10 years and over, and ends on Wednesday, October the 26th. At the fringes of a wild landscape, nature-loving photographers travel great distances and flex infinite patience to immortalise animals in their natural habitat. In search of harmony, these trailblazers compose sumptuous shots that depict the marvels they encounter during their wanderings. Dazzle your audience by demonstrating your wildlife photography talents. Create a magnificent panorama. Flaunt your skill by including a great diversity of flora and fauna in your shots. And at the end of the game, be the player with the most harmony points. Redwood is a game of movement estimations, an angle of view where players have to take pictures of wild animals to compose the most beautiful panorama. During their turn, each player will have to choose between different movements and their angle of view, materialised by real plastic elements, to catch the animals in the picture without disturbing them. Collecting animals and decorative elements earn victory points. During the game, new conditions for earning points will indeed appear. The game ends after five turns, and players will be rewarded if they meet certain conditions to earn more points. There are plenty of pledges. You can start off at £40 for the Raccoon Pledge, getting you a retail copy of the game with an approximate 15% of the recommended retail price. £57 gets you the Fox Pledge, which is the Kickstarter exclusive edition, which includes upgraded components, inserts and sleeves. Or you can include the expansion Into the Wild with your Kickstarter exclusive edition of the game with a bear pledge at £81. Go big with the Mountain Lion pledge. 
which gets you all the base and expansion Kickstarter exclusive content wrapped up in one big box for £87, which includes a Game Trays designed insert. But if that's still not enough, the Elk Pledge is for you. Everything I've already mentioned, big boxes, upgraded components, inserts, and then to top it off, what do we need? Neoprene mats. That's right, because why the hell not? Oh, the price? That will set you back £122. Yep. And on to events, and I've been informed along the grapevine that with most of our listeners dabbling in from across the pond, that local gaming groups aren't too relevant. So going forward, I'll just mention our game days that are coming up. But by all means, if this is your fountain of knowledge for all things local, then do get in touch and we'll bring them back in. After all that, my game day is this coming Sunday. Mid-Sussex Meeples returns to Cypress Hall in Burgess Hill for this month's Festival of Cardboard and Plastic. We'll be there from 10am through to 6pm, as always providing you with a space to game to your heart's content with tea, coffee, squash and biscuits, all for the princely sum of £5 per head. And don't forget your cash though, as we've always got our for sale table to tempt you before the Christmas period, or even find an early gift for a friend, family member or acquaintance. So I look forward to seeing you next Sunday, the 23rd, here in Burgess Hill. More information can be found on our Facebook page, or our website midsussexmeeples.co.uk, including our new dates for 2023. Yep, I'm really that far on the ball. So Brian, how's your guitar playing coming along? Okay, go for it. Okay, okay. You say you've never played a guitar before. Yeah, me thinks someone's fibbing a little bit. What do you mean, YouTube? Yeah, I suppose YouTube has got a lot to answer for. Anywho, you can show me them videos now and I might be able to improve my playing a little bit. But before you do, say goodbye to everyone for me. And it's a goodbye from me, Meeples. Keep safe. Keep those dice rolling, the cards shuffling, and we'll be right here for you next week.